where, where, where specifically is the microphone? Is it? I don't even really know. I think it's up here. Like, <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to a very, very spooky episode. There's a chill in the air. A chill in the air. Do you feel it? The leaves are rustling. Right on cue. Uh, I feel like there's, you know. I just saw a squirrel crucified on my way over here. (laughs) And that had nothing to do with Halloween. I should note we're recording this after Halloween has passed, which makes it even scarier. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't scared. I just thought it was noteworthy. I mean, why did the squirrels crucify? There's so many questions. But uh, we're we're here at long last, another episode. I am the titular blue. And the eponymous black, eponymous black back in the saddle. Uh, it has been a minute. Oof. It's been a minute since we put out an episode because in for- squirrel years, <laughs> it's been squirrels, ninety squirrels to ninety-five years. seven months. So if my calculations are correct, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, we, you know, what I've always said about uh, Humane Review is that our podcast is quality yeah not quantity there are people who That's give right. you an episode every week churning out the nonsense but us we sometimes don't give you episodes for almost a calendar year we're the we're the bjork of podcasting i think we are the bjorks uh you have to wait for that special album of really fine scandinavian infused pop mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. but when you get it it's like a euphoria that's right. You're it. It um, you know it rewires your uh, consciousness. Your consciousness, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Is we're going to rewire your consciousness. Uh, it's been delayed, but that's because we, as you'll soon know, have been <laughs> <laughs> writing and revising and crafting this episode uh, with precision. This is take thirty-seven. By yes, the way. we've recorded this every week for nine months. And uh, only this take is the one that we're like, all right. I feel good about this. I feel good about this one. Um, Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, So the other thing we have to note is that this is our Halloween special. And it is arriving sometime in early to mid-November. And I think of Halloween's a season. And, um, you know, retailers think it begins essentially a month before, right? My we contention. Be with, we'd be within our rights for this to be our Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, from from a kind of uh, capitalist logic. Yes. But my contention is that yes, indeed, Halloween season does last a month, but it begins on Halloween day. So this is going to drop right in the heart of the spooky season. As far as I'm concerned. I think that's, you know, um, I mean, not logical in the sense of like logic, but I do think that dream logic, (laughs) dream logic. I'm with you. I'm floating freely in space. And, you know, I was thinking maybe this is like a Halloween slash daylight savings time. Ooh, yeah. Special. I know. I was thinking about doing a separate one for that, but <laughs> we're gonna wait nine months, and then we're gonna release an episode every other day for like two weeks. 
and then another you know yes we just really like to pack them in because they're so good so juicy yeah so this is our halloween slash daylight savings and to be honest i'll i'll, I'll be honest okay i'll confess something i uh put some fentanyl in the halloween candy the the, the that bowl the bowl you've been eating now <laughs> that means we're on a little bit of a you know, we've okay. got about 45 minutes before you really enter a stupefied sort of place. Okay. And, uh, All right. So well, I like to, I'm a planner. So I like, to know I like to know that in advance. Um, you know, I just thought, you know, fentanyl's expensive. Yeah. Kids who, get, kids who get fentanyl should feel pretty like, wow, he's willing to give up his fentanyl for me, just a random trick-or-treater. Yeah. So, uh, but I accidentally, midnight snack. Sure. Ate a little fentanyl twix bar classic story and uh long story short i lost about nine days of my life and, well there uh, might be some of your best days if you can just recover the memory all i have is this face tattoo. i know a guy in Asheville who can help with that by I, the way i have this this face tattoo of you uh-huh um on my cheek <laughs> it's an age shape like, like, shape like a tear it's an like age kind of encased there's in a, a tear. little you're kind of like squished up and it's sort of you but the weird thing is it's like you're like a little fetus oh but you're also aged oh yeah and but you're in a tear apparently i was like pretty aged as a fetus. the only way it could have happened is that you were there yeah uh, posing for the tattoo artist so there's a whole other episode of like oh, recovering those nine days but yeah. i'm i'm down now i'm i'm sobered up right and uh, i think we're ready to really wow the people with yeah we've been what yeah. we've been creating well let's uh let's jump right in our first segment today i'm hesitant to say it because i know where we're going here but spooky stories yeah So every Halloween, every Halloween has become a tradition that we, um, you know. It was our have, first episode, right? Our Just first the... episode of all time was the Halloween episode. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a trying time for me in mm -hmm. the years after that because uh, the frustration, the, um, you know, people will remember the loaf. I, I should hope so. Love story. I should hope so. Yeah. If, if you're not familiar with that, you might as well just turn this off because you're not a fan. You're not going to understand. The rest of the episode will make no sense to you whatsoever. When we say loaf, if you're like, huh, you should turn this off. This is not the podcast for you. Has Spotify uh, <laughs> lovingly maintained all of our back episodes? I think Spotify has started to very reasonably call <laughs> our episodes. <laughs> You know, there's only so much room out there in the in the uh, you know ether. Oh man! So okay. I'm hoping that our episodes are still out there. You can go back and listen to the the original loaf story. But let's just say that like we always have these ideas about spooky stories, and they go off the rails. But I have confidence this time that we're going to do a really really good job. Oh, I have the best oh, story I've okay. ever I've ever oh. come up with. Ever. You you do. I do. okay. Well then why don't, why don't you get us started? Okay. Well, you know the story about, you know, Ghostbusters. Uh, tell me. Um, movie, 
1984 movie starring Bill Murray, um, Dan Aykroyd, mm. Harold Ramis. Right. It's been remade a number of times. And, uh, you know, I just thought it would be like, I, I have my own spin on the Ghostbusters story. Oh, we should talk about this sometime. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about it right now. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about this, and this is going to be my remake of Ghostbusters. I'm going to tell Ooh. you the spookiest. Okay. I'm going to tell you a spooky version of Ghostbusters. Is this is this Ghostbusters fanfic? Is that sort of what we're where we're going here? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. To, to begin, I have to really get us in in the mood. Busting makes me feel good. So. You know the story about the Ghostbusters. They're, they're four, well, three, and then, you know, and then an additional one. Uh, men who are busting ghosts. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I thought this would be a good kind of way to come at the story, maybe a little spookier than, than usual. So you know the part where they... <laughs> you know the part where the key master and the gatekeeper ascend the stairs in uh, Dana's apartment? How could I forget? Well, at that moment, the New York skyline is dark. Very eerie. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine a dark New York skyline? The creepiness. Unthinkable. When the Ghostbusters arrive in the remnants of Dana's apartment shortly after that, it's sunset. Spooky mm. time. Sunset okay. spooky. When the Ghostbusters climb the same stairs, it's suddenly night again. So, essentially, I think there's nothing scarier than when there's a goof. <laughs> a continuity error. A continuity error. Uh, something happens where they make a goof. <laughs> I'm trying to get to a place where I'm just I'm bringing new life to I, the I, franchise. I'm 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 laughing because I'm terrified. That's that's how I. There is nothing scarier than when you're watching a movie that's supposed to be entertaining and you realize they made a very small minor error. Yeah, like the the characters' clothes are really like they just got out of a pond and the clothes are very wet. And then suddenly and then there's they're a reverse shot. And then yeah. In, in the movie Halloween, notoriously, like one shot, it's the ground's all wet and then it's dry. And then it's like all these. Oh, really? I never noticed errors, that. Right? Okay. So, uh, That's why like, that movie's so scary. And this is, this is why movies are scary. Yeah. These continuity errors. Goofs. <laughs> the Ectomobile is seen on Columbus Avenue passing West 89th Street picture this mm -hmm. moments later in another part of town then back on columbus avenue turning into west 88th street coming to a stop outside a townhouse that townhouse is actually 420 east 78th what? street spooky can you believe? Is that that townhouse where we met that one guy who had the mattresses? Do you believe these jerks? <laughs> 78th Street? 188th Street? Come on. It's terrifying. 
Somebody got fired that day. <laughs> Some of these goofs are so bone chilling. I know. Brace yourself. Dana Barrett's musical partner, possible boyfriend, asks her, who is he? Meaning Dr. Bankman. I, I remember the scene. Remember the well, scene? Yes. The Ghostbusters by this time had run numerous commercials, been interviewed on television, and shown on countless magazine covers. And he didn't recognize him? Never Even someone without a television and had never read magazines would have recognized him. That's a goof. <laughs> oh, man, you are... You You're a one-man wrecking you ball. You could say that I'm nitpicking, but uh, I'm just... I would I, say you're a cineast. I'm a student of horror. Yeah. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> During the street crumbling scene, you remember the street crumbling scene when the street crumbles? I do, yes. One of the big ground slabs wobbles when it comes to rest, revealing it to be a lightweight construction on some artificial I mechanism. Spooky. When I say I hate that, I mean, I am terrified by that. Because you're kind of thinking like Gozar, what's that? And you're not that scared by the Gozar idea. No, no, no. Or a big marshmallow person. I'm not. I am not that scared, but that kind of continuity, like, Am I supposed to believe that's really cement? You couldn't do one more take. That's a little bit more realistic. And I pee my pants. So, <clears throat> last continuity over. Or error. Um, the final battle happens at night. You remember this? Oh, oh yeah. But Famously a nighttime scene. One of the greatest nighttime scenes in the history so, of nighttime scenes. When it's over, and they go back onto the street, to yeah. celebrate yeah 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 it's daytime was are you sure mm -hmm. it's lit have you like the daytime you watch this movie more than once i've watched this movie one and a half times Ooh, okay all right i retract my <laughs> question so what's the what's the what's the take home goofs are scary <laughs> yeah uh i've been working i ain't afraid of no goof no <laughs> I am. i'm I afraid, afraid of, a of a goof i'm yeah. afraid of a goof yeah this is a bit that i've been working on for eight months just trying to really get it right and i think it's this is better than your youtube i i think you've that was a little rough around the edges i could tell there was potential mm -hmm. but you have really been workshopping this baby i workshopped it and um heart palpitations all around so yeah. There you go. That's uh, who brought, uh, brought new I, life I, to the franchise. I, I'm, I'm suddenly wishing we were recording this during the daytime. <laughs> well, because... if we're lucky, maybe there'll be a goof and we'll suddenly be the daytime. Well, listen, I, I've, I've got a scary story, too. Um, not probably as quite as scary as yours, although it's more of a psychological thing, I think. Yeah, this was more like body horror. Yeah, body horror. <laughs> right. um, so why don't we have a little reprieve? I mean, our audience is like Give emotionally exhausted down. right now. They're emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And 
so let's just get this i mean look i mean i hate to say this but let's get this over with you know the, the art stuff you know we always i don't, I don't know i'm not even sure how this got started yeah 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 but blah, we've, blah, we've, yep. we've got some art to look at you know it's seasonal or whatever but but i will <laughs> say this i will say this i mean if you've been listening to our podcast you know that we have a kind of long running feud with art yeah and we have long held that if we must have images in this world, hmm. let's at least have them more heavily mediated. Yep. Um, let's let's look at them on screens. Yes. And so I and I and I you know I, I think we our heart was in the right place and we were moving in the right direction, but I've become convinced that we haven't moved far enough. So I have some slides tonight, two slides and a surprise that I think might just point the way forward to us for this podcast and maybe for Western civilization. Okay. Um, so because, just to be sure. Yeah. Are we talking about art? Slides? We're talking about art. I mean, yes, we are still talking about art slides. As you will see momentarily, it's not your mama's art slides. Mm -hmm. These are somebody else's art. They belong to somebody else. Yep. So, um, but yeah, let me give the slideshow going here. Um, first of all, I mean, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but pretty good graphic design <laughs> there. Um, it's unfortunate that the listeners <laughs> can't see. Well, as always, it's in the show notes okay uh, and, and as always when we talk about art slides it's a perfect idea for a podcast to have most of the bit be a visual bit so well I think look, we're, we're in good because we're we, as much as we are opposed to painting in its unctuous heinousness yes we are Goopy. we are in a sense painting pictures with our words yeah and our silence and the space between the words the painting is most important where the painting isn't. Ooh, I've, that is, have you been sitting in my humanities classes? Because that, okay. I right. said the same thing. I guess, so I guess brilliant minds. Okay. Uh, I don't actually know how to advance the slides. Yeah, a little uh, too fancy. Okay. A little All too right. quickly. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I just mentioned painting, right? And so, I mean, the, the beauty of art slides is you don't have to deal with this sort of, what, the textural element, you know, the kind of um, the, the carnal element of painting, right? Um, carnal. But, but here, here is where, uh, well, you know, a lot of our paintings that we've looked at have just been painted onto human bodies, onto human skin, onto human skin, mm -hmm. dead, alive, whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. What if we could just again further mediate, mm. have an art slide? that doesn't even have the residue of any kind of art material just digital pure pure di digitality pure digitality ones and zeros and i wanted to come up with <laughs> one of the great original like art pieces i think you know yeah and i think you know, the, 
this might have been produced in the early 80s but this baby is art is, started around 1970 yeah, that's right 1980 this baby is is ones and zeros all the way down okay so, i refuse to believe that there was even a sketch i don't even think there was ever a pencil sketch i think this is what jean baudrillard called mm. the simulacrum right i think that's really, pronounced yeah. baudrillard but um <laughs> And you know, if, if, if viewers, if you're too, if you if you don't want to get into the show notes and all that, yeah, yeah. Um, you can um, you can simply Google "see no evil, hear no evil," and there is just this incredibly zany uh, kind of scenario here with uh, Gene Wilder and Richard ha- uh, Richard uh, <laughs> Richard Hackman. Who's <laughs> it? Richard Harris. <laughs> That's the prequel. <laughs> Richard Pryor. Yeah. And. Um, I mean, it's really, it's set a standard in movie poster design that has never been equaled. Um, I mean, it says everything you need to say about the deep existential kind of meaning of the of the movie. Yeah, and that's right. And, and really, you don't have to see the movie once you've seen the poster, which is what <laughs> no, you want. I would want. agree. I that's what you agree. want. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you can take some time with that. So I like that one. And then I, I wanted to... Um, <laughs> that was deep. Yeah, we had a good was, analysis I, of it too. Well, really you know, I hate to go so I hate to go so deep on a Halloween episode. No, but. and I think the idea about art slides is really like the ideal way to consume them is that they would just be automated, and you would just sort of Clockwork Orange style just right. stare at them. Right, and they're on a timer, and and, and even so, collectively, you would just all sit in silence and just consume them. Don't think. Right. Reflect. Like that we're trying to strip the human element yeah. out of it altogether. Yeah. So just let the whole thing roll. Well, I think this next image will really facilitate that process. Mm. <laughs> I see the thread. I see the thread between them already. Yeah. Uh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, th- this baby, I mean, this is um is that Pinkie Pie? Uh that might be Pinkie Pie, and that's Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead pony. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, who also apparently went into a nine-day fugue state and got a tattoo. <laughs> this is it's all coming together, full circle. Um, you know, it looks like it's got a carrot coming out of its head, which to me, I think that's like a snowman thing. But, you know, look, hey. I, I'm pretty sure it's a unicorn. Okay. All right. Underneath. And okay, I see. You I seeing see. how that works? Is it like a carrot unicorn? I, yeah, it's a okay. carrot unicorn. Okay, all that's right. what it is. Well, then that makes sense. Um. But yeah, I mean, okay. I can see how you can't. I think the greatest part about this art slide is thinking about how you came across it in the first place. Well, let's see. I can tell you when I came across it was about 3 13 a.m. <laughs> last night. But what was I doing? That I can't say. That I can't say because that's the fugue state. Uh, that's right. It's not that I won't say, I just can't say. But what, one thing I really like about this image is that you kind of look at it and you and you go oh, okay uh so uh, uh what's next you know yeah. like you just you feel like okay i'm ready to just which is like like the movie we just and and this like it's content designed to just inspire you to say what's next which is inspirational if you yeah. think about it like yeah what the, what is the next right and it's so it's selfless of the artist right i don't want you to feel like you have to dwell and if you want to dwell i think the dwelling is a question of 
how did you get to this particular kind of water stamp like google image like what were you, what search terms did yeah. you use maybe this is what, something you want to talk to your therapist about yeah, like, and like i think it's the most interesting like instead of talking about the quote-unquote artist who uh-huh. you know torture genius we get it yawn oh. I want to talk about how the tortured genius who's curating the art slides well, came across that's the particular Google images that they found uh, at 3 a.m. That's what I want to know. Well, I, I, you know, it's it's an art, not a science, you know, and that's why if you if you got the gift, you got the gift. I like to think that I do because I'm about to rock your world. All right. This is where uh, I mean, this could change the future course of this podcast i just i had this epiphany right you know the the old-fashioned way of talking about movies right uh what are they they're moving what blue images moving images Mm. moving pictures Uh, motion moving art slides moving art slides that's actually what edison called them moving art slides yeah and it was this this whole thing, uh, you know, the Lumiere brothers, they didn't like, you know, so it was. We're sort of purists in that we like our art slides to be in a PowerPoint with about a 10 second delay. Yeah. Uh, but there's some people who are not purists who have like a 24 art slide per second mentality. Exactly. And so I thought, wait a minute, right? We're trying to get away from you know that sort of gross material uh i mean i, I don't even want to talk about sculpture i mean sculpture just always weirded me out right so weird. and painting is bad enough you know and and we we've done everything we can to really kind of help people move away from that yeah right we're doing our part as citizens but here's the thing here's what we can't deny these images that we've been looking at as wonderful as they are in some ways they are static mm. and this is this is when i'm really what i'm thinking <laughs> is you're gonna say the big surprise is you saying and here they and then you turn and like bring out some some bronies oh well that's <laughs> for after the show okay <laughs> that's for our patreon subscribers you pay, you pay five dollars a month you're about to get if a you show. can prove that you're 17 years old and you can pay five dollars a month you can listen to that but no i thought man there's this like youtube.com are you familiar with this no okay so it's this so you put in those words and then you hit return where do you put them in and uh, i don't know like i just i just sit down at my computer and i start typing good and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I can't. I, there's no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. Surrealist, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and if nothing happens, I just get up and I, I go take the dog for a walk, you know? Say la vie. And uh, so anyway, whatever, I, I am fortunate enough to pull it up. I realized, okay, this YouTube thing, all right, this is basically moving art slides. Right. If something is still blowing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that we're ever going back from this. We're so, purists though. So I'm a little wary. You're going to prove me wrong. Well, I'm, I've got, I've got a 40 second clip. And again, I think for, for visitors, again, I think the very fact that we strip away the visual yeah. and just give the auditory. Yeah. I mean, that is in some ways like you as a listener are in a better position. 
than us. We are we are kind of sacrificing. Let your mind roam, or better yet, just just absorb it. Just listen. Just shut up and listen. Yeah. So one. So when I when I was able to to get onto this YouTube dot uh, com, I uh, of course just started typing um, TV preacher midget. Of course, and David Bowie esque. Yeah, sort of. Exactly. Like. It was like just give me some nouns. Yeah. Okay. And it was like I mean. It, to me, it felt like playing with a Ouija board, which you know, sort of like kind YouTube of is. is sort of a Ouija yes. board phenomenon. Yes, right? and I my hands were all over the screen. Now this is a this is a desktop computer; it does not have a touch screen. Okay, but I find that if I kind of manipulate my, my hands enough, eventually, like my my elbow hits the keyboard yeah. and something happens. So, sometimes I come in and I see black <laughs> pawing at the computer screen like an infant just discovering like you know and and i say Shh, the masters at work let the children come to him yes so um so this is what i this is what i discovered okay and it is um it's exhilarating it's terrifying it's basically everything you want in a halloween art slide i'm excited so without further ado. <laughs> oh, see, this, this is what happens. <laughs> you type in the words. And, I don't know. Is, uh, is, what is uh, anything what is, gonna happen here? What's the, so uh, you typed it. <laughs> you typed in what now? <laughs> Hold on. It's a TV preacher midget. All right. <laughs> I mean, that is whew. like so many uh, art slides consecutively aligned into like a perfect oh, distillation, man. right? I normally, you know, my humanities classes, I say, be beware of the myth of progress, right? That, um, you know, every, I say every, embrace it wholesale. I, well, I, I'm, I, well, I mean, I have, I have come full circle on this. Smart. Yeah. Um, you start with, you know, just kind of pieces of crap, like the uh, Venus of Willendorf. I mean, it's embarrassing, really. Yeah, I mean, I think I if I had made the, that, people are like, you know, I, I think if I had made that, I would have just like dropped into the ocean or like ground into dust and eaten it or something. I think, I think they would have, I would have come in and seen it and been like, are you serious, Frank? Yeah. This is what you did. This is what you've been in here doing the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. And, and ditto cave painting. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, if that's what you're going to do, you know, just, just stick with the, the, the gathering. Yeah. 
right Just stick with the bears. we talk about fertility clank fertility cult kind of stuff listen okay we all know frank's a pervert yep venus to willendorf that's just frank being a pervert yeah and I, we can't sanction that yeah don't call that art don't leave that for future <laughs> generations to discover and draw yeah. all kinds of generalizations from yeah. it no right no so i i think you know look hey if it took you know monet and van gogh and picasso to get us to that clip that i just played okay i, I can see now you're coming around they to the myth of progress is actually okay. a thing yeah they were rungs on the ladder but here's the thing if where you want to be is the roof that's where you want to live yeah. you climb up the ladder and then what do you do you kick it away you kick that ladder away yes you don't and need you let, it anymore you let no one climb out run to you nope you just you climb it kick the ladder out, out and say haha and then everything else can go to poop and who cares yeah so i've yeah i mean i want my students to know i don't just teach the same stuff every year i am i'm always in the process of rethinking you know my my approach yeah and you know so i you know i i think that makes me pretty dynamic um i think you're you're a dynamic fellow well um you know look we're already we've already got enough uh fodder for nightmares for a month and i'm <laughs> I, i'm i'm sorry to to sort of supply i think more. everything you just did was truly like to the marrow of my being i feel creeped out yeah well just you wait for uh my next spooky story i i, I don't want to get ahead of myself but is it scarier than the loaf no so it's not it's not it's not than the loaf but it's it's 75 percent of scary which is enough you know to make someone basically you know uh sort of return to the womb so, so we're not we're no longer talking about art slides oh yeah we're, we're back, not talking about art slides we're back to spooky stories we're back to spooky stories Um, yeah, that was one of the things we've been working on over the, uh, the last the nine months. The smoothness of our transition. The smoothness of our transition. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm just going to jump. I, I think it's, this is best just to kind of go right into it. Okay. Take us there. <clears throat> Let me just kind of get in character. It started just like any lazy Saturday fall morning. There was a crispness in the air. The smell of dank leaves wafted down the street. And I woke up with pumpkin spice in my mind. Dang. It seemed like a great day for baking. Few people realize this, but baking can be very relaxing and therapeutic. Mm. Lately, I've taken to baking things, pulling them out of the oven, photographing them with my cellular phone, and then uploading them to a social media That's platform. Unbelievable. <laughs> On this particular autumn morning, I knew what would hit the spot. Mm homemade pumpkin spice artisanal Pop-Tarts. Mm. I like to make mine with a very fine piping tool that allows me to paint, as it were, <laughs> little scenes on the tartettes themselves. The tartettes. Examples include falling maple leaves, mm -hmm. jack-o'-lanterns with goofy faces, mm -hmm. and the eyeball close-up from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> My tummy was already rumbly, just thinking about mm -hmm. those scrumptious Pop-Tarts. Mm. So I finally got out of bed 
don my favorite mink line family ties robe and open the browser on my computer now one thing no one can accuse me of is of being disorganized no nope. as my friends will tell us i'm type a to a fault mm -hmm. some say that a stands for anal retentive i say it stands for actually it's great if you've seen my collection of Beanie Babies, then you probably know what to expect when it comes to my internet bookmarks. Yeah. So when I opened my browser, the prestigious Chrome, I knew exactly where to locate my pumpkin spice Pop-Tart recipe, which I originally found on the Mom's Fun and Around website. Uh -huh. It was inside the Saturday morning folder, mm -hmm. nested inside my Autumn Edibles folder, nested, nested inside my Recipes folder, which can be conveniently found in my me time folder where I basically keep everything, but all my North Korean stuff. Now, before this story takes a truly chilling turn, it's important for you, dear. We're not already in the chilling part. <laughs> this is no, I want you, I want your guard down. Okay. Okay. You're just thinking about those tartettes. Yeah. I'm already there. Yeah. I'm already chilled. You think about tartettes, you're thinking about midgets growing, stuff like that. So before this story takes a truly chilling turn, it's important for you, dear listeners, to understand that I had made this very recipe one year before. It's not like we're talking about an untested link here. Mm -hmm. And before you ask, yes, I just updated Chrome the day before. <laughs> I just love the thrill of knowing that a new security patch is shooting through that sweet fiber optic and coating your browser with its protective sheen. So you can imagine my shock, nay, rather... My horror, mm. when I clicked on the Ooh. link, mm. I suddenly felt a chill in the air as if someone had left a window open. And I heard the scream of what sounded like a baby bobcat. When I summoned the courage <laughs> to look at the computer screen, I saw that I had received the following <clears throat> message in a Halloween font. 500 mm. internal server error. The requested URL was not found on this server. Cordially, Kim Jong-un. Oh, no. And I never clicked on that link again. Now, okay. So nervous laughter, I know. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I, so when you said things were going to take a spooky turn, uh, I was prepared for a spooky turn. Oh, okay. Well, well I'm glad. Which to, I think was, you know, deliver. So if this was artful misdirection, well played. Yeah. Well played. Because I was expecting something spooky and instead, really well, like more I, of a mundane discussion I, of like issues clicking on too much north korea propaganda sites or something sure well i mean maybe we uh you know we can agree to disagree some of us can um kind of imaginatively enter into stories and some people don't have that gift i think i'm more of a literal person uh-huh yeah and that's going to be a problem with my fiction yeah because it's deep and uh it requires a lot of abstract yeah allegory you know there's a lot yeah, of like if you haven't read meaning. the allegory of the cave in the original greek you're probably not gonna understand it's like the name of slimer in the ghostbusters script mm. onion head uh, La layers oh peeling back layers okay. of onion head okay that's your that's your fiction uh only much less interesting oh um <laughs> Well, much less smelly, that's for sure. Yes, and uh, also interesting. Oh, okay. Well, um, that's, uh, you know, you've always been a maverick uh -huh. and, um, you know, and a contrarian. Yep. And that's one thing I value in you. Yep. 
Um, I, I can always be rest assured that, uh, that I'm right when you disagree. So I, I, it's, this is very perfect. It's a very comforting dynamic. I, a contrarian, you not a contrarian Uh set in your ways. And and we just sort of talk at each other. We make it work. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, we're, uh, I guess, you know, if to coin a, a metaphor or a simile rather, Hmm. we're, we're like, uh, two, uh, ocean vessels right uh and it's at night uh-huh. and they're uh, they're in close proximity yes yes and um and then they pass right by each other and the captains Waving. wave at each other <coughs> and um you know wish each other well that was very succinctly put uh i would <laughs> i would even do you one better and say it's like one of us can't see and the other can't hear. Oh, but together. See no evil, hear no evil. Oh. But together, we might just solve some hilarious crimes. That's right. And, you know, maybe a little racial reconciliation to the bargain. <laughs> so I, I mean... think the two of us talking about <laughs> the stories we've put together here. Folks, share uh, your is... stories. <laughs> I guess that's what we're getting at, right? Share your stories. Sure, there's the I have a dream speech. Untouchable. Mm-hmm. But if you, you don't have to scroll that far down the pantheon no. of racial reconciliation stories to find the, the work we've done here today. Yeah, right. That's right. Um, hey, I, I don't like to brag, but you know, I think it probably should be acknowledged. Um, so yeah, that's my, my spooky story. I think that's enough, that's enough uh, spine tingling for... Uh, well, actually, it's not enough of the episode because things are gonna. It's a get, little more highbrow. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna. We are yeah. gonna shift gears now, and we're going to, um, you know, like in a like a good horror movie, right? You can't be in that heightened sense release uh, of terror. You've Tension. got to be released. Release. Yes, Tension. and and so that's that's release. what um, that's what we're gonna do now by by really serving a public service by introducing our listenership to some Halloween movies that are a little bit off the beaten track a little bit obscure but unjustly so right and i've got a list of five of my favorite you've got some favorites and um you know we're both aficionados or this kind of stuff of so we, i think we've we've all seen these movies so countless times so we're ready to talk about them and this this segment is called black and blue movie ideas toodaloo That's, that's probably what yeah, it's called. I, I think, think that's iambic pentameter. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> when we're in the poetic mindset, you can't stop us. No, you can't stop us. So, movie, we're gonna. The idea is we're gonna pull out some abstract horror movies uh, that a lot of the people in our audience maybe are not familiar with. Maybe they're a little bit sort of, you know, um, I don't know, uh, not quite cultured enough to understand they don't they don't have the literacy in the horror movie canon to uh, to know some of these deep cuts i like to call them b-sides because i'm uh, just that kind of guy i uh own some vinyl records and i know what a b-side is called 
So, <coughs> excuse me, that was uh, just magic. Um, so, <laughs> I just want to say he did not even rehearse that. I didn't. I don't want to say what I just said was written down. I wasn't just making that up. I had written that down and done a couple passes on the old we had a couple work study students yeah. take a look at it yeah we did we have the screenplay so, and software like no no revisions no no suggestions there were no notes <laughs> there were no notes sometimes there are no notes uh so movie ideas i think you know I'll, maybe i'll throw one out you throw yeah, one out let's, let's throw another pile yeah uh, th- this this movie, Freaky Meadows, mm. Freaky Meadows, right? I mean, you know about Freaky Meadows. You've you've seen this movie. Before. Oh yeah, I I find that all meadows are freaky. I mean mm-hmm. that that to me, some people like you know, it's cornfields, right? Yeah. For me, it's just a meadow. Yep. It's like you gotta you gotta give me something else. You gotta give me something more than grass. Do you you remember you you know how in The Shining they have the famous kind of crane kind of shots at the beginning, and you have these kind of helicopter these right. swooping aerial shots in Freaky Meadows. You remember that shot they have? The two men are in the meadow. I, uh, listen, anytime I see two men in the meadow, <laughs> freaky. Yeah. yeah freaky in the best freaky, possible freaky way and count me in, in the best yeah. possible yes. way right so freaky is not a pejorative thing oh no so um so get that out of your heads it's not pejorative it's it's freaky let your freaky flag fly so there you can see they have the kind of detritus of a picnic uh yeah uh guess what they've decided to do i'm trying to remember i could you, I know you I've should seen... remember this because this is the scene where everything begins to they have this kind of like these this little boys choral like mm. pre-pubescent boys kind of chanting Ooh, it's kind of like we've got a wicker man vibe going on oh is this where is this where they they crucify the squirrel not quite okay <laughs> that comes later oh this is before that things are just starting to like escalate where you're like this something this pastoral yeah, there's something uh, a little pest oral. Ooh, nicely put. And you could see the squirrels are kind of like scurrying around. So um, they they pull out a kite. Oh yes! And these two guys just start jauntily <laughs> flying that a couple, kite. <laughs> couple rascals. <clears throat> but this is where you know, like, when a movie hits you so hard. And you just sort of can't speak. Mm-hmm. The, they do it, so. It's a big aerial shot of these two guys just flying that kite, and then they cut up real close. This claustrophobic kind of mm-hmm. close up, and it is clear they are not, in fact, having fun. Yeah, <laughs> this is coming back to me. And that you know, is like, oh my goodness. It's the definition of uncanny. Yep. Because on one hand, it's so familiar. Two men, two buddies, free of their their wives and children, flying a kite. And you think, this is so familiar. And then you see on his face that he is not really into it. Yeah, this is kind of the Weird. opposite of Freaky. that. It's Freaky. the opposite of that new movie that's coming out, Smile. Yes, 
right? Because you just expect to see this smile, a genuine yeah, you know, yeah. on the person's face. And when you see that close up and you see they're yeah, they're just not they're he's not, not unhappy. It. He's just you can tell he's kind of his mind is somewhere else. Yeah, he's he's sort of like, when are we gonna be done with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, Yeah, man, this is really fun, but you know he's sort of like, I gotta get home, the game's on at three. So um that to me is the most and then you know the rest of the squirrels and blah blah blah. But <laughs> sure, sure. That scene just really, really got me. So freaky meadows, go check it out. Yeah. Really good horror movie. It's uh yeah, it's on the Roku channel. So yep. you want to check that out. Um yeah, I uh, <laughs> <It's a> Roku original. <laughs> it's, Roku original. <laughs> it's actually a Hormel original, the Hormel, you know, they make the pepperonis so they, they made the why not get into streaming content yeah yeah okay so my this one's a little bit kind of in a different vein although you know we're still we're all we're this is all horror um i i love this from 1999 uh pumpkin splice skin graft oh i i just now again we talked about body horror right um this is a movie that is not for the faint of heart i know a lot of people are freaked out by pumpkin spice and like if you just see like a steaming mug of pumpkin spice like a like a latte or something and you're just like oh my god like no this is probably not the movie for you okay but if you're interested in how um you know how people look at their bodies and if you're interested in like really weird looking bodies then i i would say this this is an all-timer um and i know you have you're just you know blues over here organizing his thoughts uh because he has just too many um so i want to give you a moment but wow um, yeah wow. like what was that experience like watching that movie for the first time really unbelievable yeah really unbelievable <laughs> that's uh, a word that comes to mind too yeah. i was just riveted by your description of it yeah and um i just love weird bodies yeah well it's just like who who put all that acid inside the jack-o'-lantern to begin with right yeah, that seems like a weird choice you know and um but you know i mean i then i think it's good because like kids need to know that that seems like a good idea it seems funny yeah um but um really you know play with acid experiment right and then your limits and then you know next thing you know it's the skin graft yeah yeah um so i just found it like i I learned a lot about surgery from that movie that is spooky i learned a lot about like the healthcare system and you know they, they didn't have their copay was really high and so they got like not the best. That's spooky when you get into like the bureaucracy yeah. thing. Sometimes for having a skin <laughs> graft. Right. It's like a lot of people think you know, there's that famous scene in uh, The Exorcist Three, the hospital scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to me, the the most chilling scene in that movie is, um, you know, when he goes into the hospital to to visit his friend, the priest, and uh, it's like lots of paperwork to fill out, and he's got to get like, like a, a lot of paperwork. And this is before things had gone digital. Oh yeah, so it's a lot of handwriting, and yeah, that is there's nothing more absolutely terrifying than a good form. 
yeah so yeah again if you if you like if you get if you know if forms and red tape kind of give you the heebie-jeebies maybe isn't one for you but um it's interesting right yeah oh yeah it's graphed and then there's just a lot of paperwork it's a very and it's a documentary i don't know if we mentioned that but it's a documentary and uh frederick wiseman (laughs) and um i just i love his his fearlessness wiseman is he's you never go wrong with his stuff he'll do anything yeah so what's next on your list uh well i you know a related sort of uh this this movie the deadening Ooh, yeah yeah and you remember the dead name yeah that's it's about a couple of uh was it a couple middle-aged college professors it is a couple middle-aged college professors who are slowly not going numb to the world around emotionally spiritually uh you know they keep up the facade right but you can tell slowly that inside like a rotten tooth they're just becoming dead to the world right and they're like standing in front of their students and like they're, they're able to produce these lectures, but they're having kind of an out-of-body experience. You can tell they're talking about the art slides, but they're not really, yeah. you know, it's like they're flying the kite, it, but they're not exactly like into that. the yeah. kite flying. Yeah. So uh, this is the deadening. And, you know, I think the, the really, you know, like, of course, it's all a metaphor. Oh, yeah. So all of that kind of existential stuff about aging professors just becoming dead to the world that's just a metaphor for what it's really about which is you know like you you have split ends yeah and there's just a lot of like hair care tutorial stuff oh yeah there's lots of yeah that imagery yeah like there's like a vidal sassoon yeah it's commercial in the middle of it which i thought was weird but now you either are sort of like you use the wrong shampoo because it didn't have aloe and like coconut follicles butter, and, yeah. and different butters and creams and unctuous things and so you're you got you you're sort of like you know you either use the wrong shampoo or you did it too much yeah you wash your hair too many times like washing your hair four times a day is too many times it, it is and uh you just you, you watch the deadening and you Ooh. think that could have been avoided with a better hair care regimen. Man, I love it. Okay, so I'm a sucker for this kind of movie, right? It's existential. It's like, here are a couple of guys who are like, what does it all mean? Yep. But super practical at the same time. Like, how many times should I be washing my hair? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what I love about a horror film is one that can weave in tutorials. Yeah. Well, your you know your choices. Wow, your choices are pretty highbrow. I feel like mine are. Um, I like a good B movie. <clears throat> uh, I like to bring it down. I like to like get in the gutter. Like a slum, slum a little bit. Okay. Well, um, this is one that um, you know really just completely passed me by in 2012 when it came out, and of course it started. People started uh, talking about it, you know, after the pandemic. But I went back and watched it, and I thought it was pretty phenomenal. It's a uh, COVID-19 birthday cake. Girls got to eat. Mm. And I just feel like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 2012 to make your movie COVID-19 birthday cake. So prescient. Cake. So prescient. Yeah. Really like to know that this was coming 
to know the gravity of the situation, uh, to connect it to that theme of like being emaciated, mm-hmm. like you're you're starved for community. Yeah, you're in isolation. Yeah, celebrating a birthday alone. Right, right. You know the fact that it was all in Italian with subtitles and it was black and white really mm-hmm. made it like that good gutter b-movie horror that i was looking for. right it's that perfect blend of the high and the low that's right i just and i think it's amazing too because i don't know if you've heard you know that there was a senate subcommittee that just produced a report mm-hmm. that confirmed what a lot of us have long feared which is that covid19 did originate in a birthday cake yeah. and which is <clears throat> yeah sad i mean it's sad but it, it's just reality man when i like, when i actually for now when i teach irony you know we're, we're talking about oedipus the king sure i talked about that covid19 birthday cake how ironic yeah you know i mean it's and and they were referencing alanis more sad exactly and exactly. like what you start to realize is that like it's all a big circle, man. Yep. And speaking of B side, that was the B side of ironic was birthday COVID nineteen birthday cake. <laughs> and the Wu the Wuhan was really like woo. Well, it was the, ah, the, the Wu the Wu Tang like, Clan. The yeah. Wu Tang Clan was uh, you know did a remix. So the, the Wu was really a birthday woo, which mm-hmm. we don't know makes you think. It's it's sort of a like a Russian nesting doll of ideas, like uh, like internet bookmarks, for instance. Yeah, nested. Yeah, nesting, nesting. Uh, well, let's see. What what are my other ones? <laughs> well, I got a couple more. I'll just rattle them off. Mm-hmm. First one, uh, you know, they've been they they've made a big a lot of fanfare about this most recent Halloween film halloween Halloween ends right little known fact they're coming back again oh geez halloween said it in halloween ends this time for keeps is the next (laughs) it's got molly ringwald in it that's the next one uh the other one you're gonna love that you you i know you love this one i know uh, you being a like you used to go to the movie store comb oh, those yeah. racks oh yeah for like the most obscure vhs state you could find the discomfort the discomfort you remember that one you ever seen that I one kind of, i think i've sort of suppressed the memory of it well That's this, is, this is a guy you. right so it, so it's it's a guy and it's night in his house and you think what in the world is going on in this guy's house it's dark no everything's just sort of off something's no. not right he goes to the fridge, pours himself a glass of seltzer. Okay. Maybe there's, maybe there's like a blackberry. Feel the tension ratcheting. Yeah. There's, there's like a blackberry flavor or something. Okay. Like, yeah, that's what, maybe a raspberry. Yeah, I don't can know. Can you say it's, more about that? Or, okay. All right. A berry of some sort. And he pours the glass and it becomes apparent but this guy is drinking that glass of seltzer entirely too fast. Oh, no. <laughs> you really, and you you sort of like the violins, like the strings start kicking in, and you can tell the guy is just trying to like really, you know, haul butt yeah. with that seltzer. 
and um somebody wasn't raised right and so within a few minutes you get the 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 camera tilts and it's sort of a kind of you know german expressionism sure yeah yeah very everything's kind of warped and you realize that he's got one of those gas bubbles that just won't quit yeah and you're trying to like burp it up but you can't get it up because it's just kind of like uncomfortable right oh man i tell you that movie it's got atmosphere (laughs) yep it's got plot it's got plot that won't stop right i mean because he spends the next hour literally like that's the time it takes for the rest of the movie the next hour just sort of like yeah. Like just trying to like really force a bird. Oh, just bringing it back. Yeah, I remember like I kept on turning around to my wife, Kirsten, and being like, "Wait, what? What's going on now?" Like I don't, I don't remember like what was happening. Because you see him doing all kinds oh, of stuff. He's yeah. like, he's raking. Yeah. He's like, he's doing all kinds of stuff. He just can't. Like you see him just kind of like trying to burp it out. And man, there's nothing more horrifying than a gas bubble that's just sort of like kind of there. Oh man boy that's scary that's uh yeah i love that slow burn you know yeah and that just sort of goes away yeah and you're like but it could come back it could be a sequel this guy never learns yeah he's gonna go chug some more what a parable what a parable he's gonna chug seltzer in 10 minutes we're we're like dogs returning to our own vomit you know little babies um and what 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 was you said you have one more on your list or is that it that was it. That was it. Okay. Well, I've just got two more uh, real quick. Actually, I've got, I've got three, and I, we don't have to discuss them all. I just, I just, I love the Monkey Shining from two two thousand five. Um, the Monkey Shining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like because it's The Shining. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> it's Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, just shot like shot for shot remake, like Psycho, like Gus Van Sant Psycho style. Yes. But it's just monkeys. Yes in place of the human actors well notoriously stephen king was never happy with the <laughs> kubrick society and so this was an olive <coughs> branch yeah right he thought let's meet in the middle if we replace the human actors with because the thing he was most mad about was like jack nicholson being kind of crazy from the beginning right but when you replace jack nicholson with the monkey way more cryptic oh yeah like, monkeys are like this guy's mad or <laughs> Yeah, you're just throwing crap around but i guess that's what you do yeah so yeah i think that king felt like that really kind of brought the ambiguity back that's what nope was all about jordan peele's nope which you may not have seen you know that's a movie that features a lot of monkeys a lot of throwback to the yeah. monkey was shot. it over 50 minutes <laughs> that, that one that one I, if it did i didn't if it that was, one didn't broke 50 minutes which okay. i know is that's your threshold kind of, yeah <laughs> i know okay. after 50 minutes you're yeah. out <laughs> yeah but uh in that uh, one there are some monkeys and you can tell he's not he's okay. tipping the cap to the right. monkey shining a, homage right okay but so i love monkey shining um i'm a big fan of this is a kind of a drive-through classic um but it's uh that weird thing in my basket too the wicker gets sicker i just think that uh <laughs> now that let's Let's just be. I want to be frank. Okay. This is not an intervention per se. Okay. But what is clear with that title is that we've been we've been giving you accurate titles. This title is a fake. This Uh, title is. Listen. This title is trying to throw back to the loaf story. 
and make it into some kind of cinematic thing. Nobody's buying it. Hollywood Listen, said Hollywood is a hard is pass. Download Tubi. <laughs> Search for weird wicker. L- lube up the Tubi. Lube up the Tubi. <laughs> click on <laughs> click on Tubi. And you will find this movie. I mean, it's obscure, okay? Yeah. It's uh it's Romanian. It's weird that it is it overlaps with your story about the loaf so much. Well, no, it is completely different because in this movie <coughs> basically it's just this mounting sense of dread because you see this guy he's it's uh it's actually the same actors from the uh, the meadows movie oh okay. and um they're, they're going out for a picnic and you see the guy and he, and he tells his companion that um i'll, I'll be making some pimento cheese mm. and uh so you're you're ready for him to to be you know going to the kitchen and getting the mayonnaise and the cheese yeah which is just that's building tension that's which which would be tension enough good filmmaking but but this guy he just drives to ingles Uh and he buys like pre-made pre-packaged you know hees in hot water, pimento cheese, hot water yeah. and then he puts it in his basket and he thinks he's gonna get away with it no nope, and the whole no. time you're sitting there like oh because the other guy doesn't know right when he, and he finds it uh, yeah he, he makes like a passive aggressive comment about it yeah oh, that's i know painful. and of course i mean fortunately for me i i turn off movies after the 50 minute mark so i never had to actually witness that exchange but man i still like even then was uh was what really i really love about it. you is that you turn it off at the 50 minutes and then you don't get up and do other things you just right. sort of stare at the yeah. now black screen right and just for another like 40 minutes 40, about that in yeah, like 90 yeah, minute 87 yeah. 90 minute mark you just stare vacantly yeah which i really think is a great approach to movies some people for some reason think i'm like processing the movie no you're dead to the world yeah absolutely um and um yeah and i make no apologies i i I was hoping to talk about uh, the notebook from 2004 uh as well i mean that that's one that um i mean even like the cover i was like whoa i don't think i'm ready for this no have you taken the plunge have you watched the notebook i mean Ryan Gosling to me is so scary that I get a little like sweaty. Yeah. And uh, a, a little, little swoony. Bit, like my heart starts kind yeah. of beating faster. Yeah. Right. I'm like, is this terror? Like it is, you know, it's a it's a bodily response. Right. Where you realize that you can't control your body. And, uh, Which is the essence scarier, of body horror. Nothing right? scarier. You've lost that. mastery over your body. Your body is making decisions for yeah. you. And there's some like woman in the movie, I think. But I, I'm, yeah, that's debatable. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that that's one that really like asks you to to sort of say, you know, what's what's happening with me right now? Yes, and you just you feel suddenly out of control. And that's what horror is all about, right? And uh, I really like that Nora Roberts or whoever sure. really tapped into that primal terror. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I mean, for listeners, you may want to wait on that one a little while. Um, you know, wait until you're in your 60s or 70s, I would say. <laughs> wait right up until, like, your doctor makes it clear. Yeah. There's not a real 
like tenable path this, this is for like, you. This is like a last rite situation. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, all right, let's you're, click it in. Yeah. And you put the VHS, you, you put, push it you in. Put that put that right in. And uh yeah. And I think I think that's I mean, I know that's what I want on the brain when I go to meet my maker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so these are movies that, that you probably not heard of because you know Netflix and the the Disney Pluses they you know they don't want you to know about these movies. They, they've started to really kind of you know take the joy out of movies, erase some of our cinematic history. Right. Uh, and what we're trying to do is make sure we hold on to it because for the reasons we've said. A number, a number of these movies are only available in storyboard. Yep. We put the con in connoisseurs. Yep. And um, you take that to the bank. Yep. <laughs> so I would say eBay.com. Uh, type in the name of the movie that we mentioned. Luby.tubi.net. <laughs> and then storyboard and search. And I think you'll find. Uh, I think you'll find some some pretty uh, stimulating stuff. All right. Um, well, let's. Why don't we uh, move from um, you know this mediated reality to uh, something a little bit more uh, uh, immediate, if to coin a phrase. <laughs> I'm not sure that tracks, but uh, you know you're going to be glad that we didn't skip this last segment. I'm sure. Uh huh. Nobody listening. Is going to say they should have cut their losses. <laughs> this is this is so vital to the like symmetry of the episode that I'm just I'm unwilling to compromise on this. Um, it's a little segment yeah. we like to call Conjuring Spirits. I thought it'd be fun to, you know, practice the art of witchcraft and uh, summon the spirit of great humanities figures. Oh, yeah. Because we are, uh, in theory, humanities professors. I mean, in a way, in our classroom, is that not what we're already doing? If they're not seeing for a minute, is that uh, Cleopatra up there? Or is that, you know, uh, some of the other uh, characters? Like... The others, you know. I think Cleopatra is the only one. <laughs> this is all the, the one that comes to mind. I do mostly Cleopatra themed material. And um, we spend a weird, like, multiple week arc sure. on Cleopatra. But, um, you know, so what are we doing if not conjuring yeah. the spirits? So I thought today we'd conjure spirits like the great, like, maybe Charlemagne, Ooh, okay. uh, Alexander the Great. Yeah, Julius uh, Caesar. Julius Caesar. These are some of the names in history that are, you know, uh, really important. And they're just, they're out there. They're just untapped, right? I mean, they're, they've not been, you know, they're not private property yet. No. So uh, right now they're in the public commons and they're, they are, you know, fair use. Yeah, it's public domain. So, uh I thought, you know, first I'm going to try to summon uh, Julius Caesar, if you don't mind. Yeah, and, let's do it. Uh, I've got the candles out. Uh, we've sacrificed three baby goats before the episode started. We're wearing and, togas. Uh, we're wearing our togas. 
uh, half togas. Sure. <laughs> Toga tanks. And you can, you can, which half? We don't have to clarify. <laughs> Just half togas. And uh, ready? <clears throat> I'm going to summon now. Hello? Are you, is this is this Julius Caesar? Julius who? Is this Julius Caesar? I think you got the wrong number. This is sort of a, a British a British man? Who is this? British. Talk about Brooklyn. Whoa, right. oh, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, this is a this is a wait a minute now. Julius Caesar's not from Brooklyn. What, He's from Queens. What gives? Wait, Julius Caesar. What are we? What is this, 10th grade literature class? What's going on here? This is not, not real literature. All right, well, okay, maybe. All right. So, hey, uh, Shakespeare, right? <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. all right. You're fine. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, this guy, this guy over here, this jokester, like, who are you? Like, uh, you've clearly, this is not Julius Caesar that I'm dealing with. He's not from Brooklyn. Like, you, what? uh, you never seen, uh, City Slickers? Oh, no. Daniel Stern. <laughs> Daniel Stern. Crack. <laughs> I sliced them up into pieces, and he's in the freezer. Oh, wow. oh so you murdered Daniel Stern on the set. Hey, of- look, you're the one that called me. Okay, this is not. This is not. I'm, I'm not here. I'm not on trial. I'll have what he's having. Um, <laughs> so if you're not Daniel Stern, you must be John Lovitz. Oh come, John Lovitz, that putz. <laughs> What are you talking about? Um, how do you feel about the Oscars telecast? I feel that I'm probably the best, uh, the best host. You know, things went off the rails when they stopped calling me, right? When I, I host the Oscars, there's nobody slapping. There's nobody bald. It's just, you know. Those are the important, those are the, those are the precious memories of Oscar <laughs> telecast gone by. Bald, being slapped. <laughs> I remember it so well. <laughs> hey, let a man take a little pride in his work, all right? Hey. Uh, I, I'm not trying to analyze this. Analyze this, analyze that. Come on, make up your mind. Which is uh, it? This or right. that? So I have no idea who you are. I, <laughs> are you Look, the guy with the little mustache? Look, I got a question. Who I don't know his name, got, but got, he's got, the little guy. I got a little squeaky guy. In the yeah, room. you know what I mean. Uh, I, I got rid of him first in this <laughs> Hey, let me just, I'm asking the question. Look, I don't know who you are. Are you walking, are you walking here? Am I walking? Are you walking here? Am I? Are you walking there? Hey, what am I, Christopher walking? Come on. Are you walking here? Look, I, I, look, I just, there's something on my mind I want to talk about. I just, I can't make up my mind about this. Um, you know, men and women, right? (laughs) You, 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 you like to have a friend of the opposite gender. That word is still allowed. And uh oh, you know, like that you like to go out to lunch with a lady friend, you get the cop salad. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you really do that? Yeah, I mean, can, can you really can you maintain that? Do you, do you end up just sleeping together? I, I, I you know, I've been wrestling. Are with you this. Woody Allen? No, Woody, yeah. Woody Allen's always sleeping with a woman with cop salad. Oh, no, oh, yeah, Billy. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
No, no, no. Oh, come Woody, on. Woody Woodrow. No, no, no. no. no don't get me started. Uh, well, look, I mean, look, I've been, I, I'm offended. I've been in so, my, my, my voice, I mean, think about, uh, you know, Finding Nemo. Think about the Hobbit movie from the 70s. Billy Crystal was dead. Bam, Bam, Bambi. <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> Some of these are accurate. You don't know your own filmography that, that well, Billy. Look, <laughs> I guess I just know cinema history so well. I feel like I've lived it. Yeah. Because of all your Oscar, your yeah, opening yeah, yeah, acts. Yeah. That you it's did. always like, here, here are the people that died. Like, no, that's not what I was meant. <laughs> it's fine, Bill. Listen, Bill. Uh, Why did you call me? I didn't call you. You called me. This was clearly a crossed wire situation. Uh, you know, it's been great. Wait, what area code did you call? Uh, we called uh, oh two one two. Oh yeah, that that'll do it. Oh, I know what you were trying oh, to do. No. You, you were trying to summon the spirit of Julius Caesar, weren't you? We thought the area code of you know ancient that ancient territory was two one two. Yes, two one three. I know. Hey, look, no hard feelings. Right? Well, this is this has been really illuminating. Hey, it's this is no. This has been great. Uh, you know, I I feel like um, I feel understood. I feel seen. Mm-hmm. It's Monsters Inc. was the movie you were in. <laughs> Monsters Inc. <laughs> was I? I think that was my brother Ira. Okay. We split I, the we split Ira the fun. Crystal. Yeah, Ira Crystal. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Crystal. It's been wonderful meeting you here. Well, that was a failure. Um, everyone, I have to say that conjuring Julius Caesar would have probably been better for a humanities podcast than what ended up happening, but uh we, we can do better. He was a great Brutus in uh, Shakespeare in the Park. You know, I, think in the right. I think yeah. that's right. I think that's right. I think that's probably why we ended up. He's got a lot of range. He does. He's an actor that really disappears. And you think, was that Billy Crystal? Yep. yep. And so you got to appreciate that about him. Yeah, he was, uh, he was in Boys Don't Cry. Um, he was... Uh, <laughs> He was in being John Malkovich. Oh, I love him being John Malkovich. Uh, he was the bad guy in The Matrix. I, I and I really just I buy him as a romantic lead. Uh, he's such a studly guy, um, handsome, charismatic. Yeah, he's a he's a very common sort of sex scene double. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. He started as that, and then gradually worked his way up. Yep. To playing the villain in The Matrix. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, do, do we want to try to do we want to try our hand? Yeah, let me. Uh, I, I I don't. You know, look. Hey, uh, I, I I've only done this fifteen to twenty times before. Um, let's see. Who would I want to talk to? Uh, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to talk to Thomas Aquinas. That's a great and I, and idea. I, and I think I think I know that area code. Dial it up. Yeah. Beep boop beep boop 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 beep boop beep boop boop. Ring. Hello? Hello? Oh, um, uh, Mr. Uh, 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 St. Thomas. Um, wow, what, a, what an honor to speak with you. I'm walking in. Wow, it's so funny because I like intellectually, I know you're from Italy, but I just for some reason didn't expect you to have that exact accent. I don't know. Listen, you schmuck. I'm trying to tell you that I am not from Italy. 
Why did you call me? What is this interruption in my life? Hey, don't get, don't be so defensive. Don't start defending your life. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a friend of Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis? The caustic comic? Yeah. He and I enthusiasm. he and I sometimes conjoin socially with each other. Do you ever take road trips together? Sometimes. It's been known to happen. So have you ever been lost in America? Occasionally. It's been known to happen. So listen, all right? You called me. You interrupted me in the middle of my life over here. And I'm telling you, I made my living in comedy, but I'm not a silly person. Well, listen, I just have one quick question about the the second part, I guess it's Article 13 of the second part of the Summa Theologiae, where you talk about the the sacrament of confirmation. I, I just felt like there was more to say about that. Um, you know, would you mind expanding a little bit? On sure, that? I'd be happy to. Being a screenwriter in Hollywood is like being a eunuch at an orgy. Worse, actually, at least the eunuch is allowed to watch. Oh. Okay. Uh, hey, you I know, hope, I, I hope I, that answers your question. I, I, well, look, I, I understand that uh, it's been a while, you know, since you've really, uh, you know, been, 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 been thinking about these questions. And so I, bullfighters are hugely popular because you can sit comfortably with a hot dog and possibly watch a man die. It won't be me, but I can sit comfortably and watch it. You know, it's so funny. I always detected this this dry, sly sense of humor in your writings. And it's just, it's a magical thing to... to You know, it took me four months to get Doris Day to see me. She lives up in Monterey. So I had to take one of those little planes where everyone has to weigh themselves. When I got there, before I sat down, she says to me, I'm not going to do this movie, but I just so much wanted to meet you. But it was a pleasant afternoon. I remember she had like 30 dogs. She took me back of her house where there was this graveyard. And she said very seriously, this is where the dogs go. Um, so, so I'm sorry to interrupt St. Thomas, but my mother always told me that when people start talking about Doris Day, um, it's probably time to wind things down. Oh, so um, okay. I, I'm not really sure that our, our, our conversation was um, productive. <laughs> But um, it was good. It was good to connect. Thank you. It was Thank good you. to connect, and uh, I'll, I'll hopefully, you know, see you where where you are up there. You know, speaking of soon. mother, oh, pretty good yeah. movie. Good flick. Good flick. I, I, I have seen, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, I'm all right. That's pretty good. Mother's. Well, thanks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> thanks uh, a lot. Well, yeah. N- n- until next time. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye all, bye. Uh, all right. Wow. Wow. I, that was weird. You know, they say never meet your heroes. That was an incident. That was an incident, yeah. really. I uh, I think maybe we just sort of, in trying to conjure the great characters in world history, ended up kind of getting our wires crossed, maybe. Yeah, I don't think this is included in our cellular We plans. were sort of kind of zeroed into, like, the Catskills region. Yeah, I think, I think our signal only goes... As far as the cat skills, uh, yeah. but to get to talk to Billy Crystal and Albert Brooks, 
in the same yeah situation and with, they're really op- they're very opening up yeah they're very convincing accents yeah <laughs> <laughs> telling those stories they told about show business yeah well that is that is comforting when you do meet a celebrity and they sound exactly like they've always sounded someday people will not know who julius caesar is but they will want to conjure billy crystal and albert brooks yeah and i think um i think verizon is up to the task yeah well this has been a wonderful uh and very spooky episode oh man yeah i mean front to back when i think about here i am in tennessee talking to a person in new york state that freaks me out via the psychic like yeah how even is that possible unbelievable right witchcraft so so we had a wonderful episode very they call it in uh you know in uh stand up a tight 10 yeah we kept it tight uh all the effort we put into this paid off there was nothing in here that should have been cut <laughs> every I mean, every bit a sharp and sparkling if you could see the cutting room floor here i mean we can barely walk around i mean it's you you think these are leaves crunching it's things that have been cut yeah from the episode you think prince left a lot in his vault i mean you should see the cutting room floor here. oh my goodness so uh we will look forward to seeing you next time in about nine months i would imagine nine ten months this should be safe to say all right everybody See you next time. See you next time.